0: Happy New Year! Happy 2024! It is the beginning of a new year. I reckon we are all bubbling with the excitement of a whole heap of New Year's resolutions that we are determined that we are going to keep this year. And today in this episode I just wanted to answer the question why is it so hard or why has it been so hard up until now to keep the New Year's resolutions that we set for ourselves on the 1st of January every year and what can we do to make sure that this year, this 2024, we do keep them. Today, I want to have a conversation about what sabotages us, what sabotages our attempts to succeed anywhere in our lives, let alone when it comes to our New Year's resolutions, whatever those may be. Are you feeling overrun and wrung out by the juggle of being a working mum? Do you just wish that you could be calmer and more patient at work and when you come home to your family, but there are so many things that need to be done and there are so many expectations on you? Do you wish you just had the space and the time and the capacity to be able to make choices that you know would leave you feeling healthier and happier, but you just don't have any wiggle room? Welcome to the Managing Mum podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte, a working mum of two with a very busy, very active life. As a qualified personal trainer and a wellbeing coach, and as a mum who has felt all of these things, my aim is to help you learn how to manage the juggle so that you can feel healthier and happier and lighter, and you can build great relationships at work and at home, and so that you can move closer to that ever-elusive work-life balance. While I may well offer suggestions such as taking a bubble bath, I'm also going to help you figure out how to do it without feeling guilty. So run that bath, tie up your mum bun and lock the bathroom door. We're learning how to juggle. Before we get into the meat of today's episode, I just wanted to read a review. I love receiving your reviews and hearing what people are enjoying and how people are finding the show. So if you would like to leave a review, it always brings me such joy. You can do so on Apple podcasts, just go and click on write a review and let me know what's working for you. But today I just wanted to read this one. Charlotte speaks openly and honestly about the challenges of trying to do it all, giving good advice and practical tools to grow and learn and understand ourselves better. It's a constant journey learning to free ourselves of a mother's guilt and how important it is to prioritize ourselves so that we can be better mothers and wives and happier within ourselves. I love knowing that the advice, the tools that I'm giving help my listeners to grow and learn to understand themselves better. So thank you for this review and I hope that this episode will help you to start off this new year with a bang. So let's get into it. I don't know about you, but my New Year's resolutions have ranged from I'm not going to eat so much this year to I'm going to exercise five times a week to I, I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to be kinder. I'm going to be less rushed this year. I'm going to be less chaotic. And yet I generally find myself in the middle of February, if not earlier, to be honest, falling off the wagon as such, eating in a way that I didn't want to, not exercising, not being as kind and patient as I want to be, finding my life frenetic and rushed and chaotic. And I think that in this respect, I'm not alone. And I think that we are all sabotaged at some point or another to fall off the wagon. This might not necessarily be around New Year's resolutions. This might be around our decisions about how we are going to parent or how we're going to lead our team or around how we're going to engage with our friends or how we're going to engage even with ourselves. Shazad Shamin, who is the founder of a concept called Positive Intelligence tells a story about Sisyphus. Sisyphus was a king who was being punished after he had fallen from grace for doing something. I'm not quite sure what, but his punishment was to push a boulder oh, up a steep hill over and over again with the boulder rolling down the hill just as he was about to reach the top. And Shamin spent many, many years observing himself and observing others and watching how we all experience this torture, this pushing all the way to the top of the hill only to see this boulder falling down again that Sisyphus has. We all experience this in some ways in our own lives. He saw that so many of our efforts or of the efforts of himself and of the people that he was observing at improving our success or improving our happiness unravel, just like that boulder, just as we're getting to a point, it all falls apart. And what he found after all of these years of observation, and what I have become so aware of in myself and in my clients, is that This torture is actually created by ourselves. And I'll get to why. But the other wonderful, incredible thing about it is that it can also be stopped or controlled by ourselves too. The reason that many of our attempts at doing the things that we know would make us happy peter out is because our minds are sabotaging these attempts. They are absolutely causing chaos with the stories that they tell us. I can tell you that I am now, after doing quite a lot of work around this, acutely aware of where my mind sabotages me. I have what Shamin would call a restless saboteur, a voice in my head that says, Ooh, maybe that thing over there will be more fun. Or maybe I could do better at that one over there. (laughs) I get bored doing this thing that I'm doing here and I start looking for the next thing that seems more exciting or more enticing. And as a result of this, I found myself over the many years kind of floundering around. At one point, I was holding down five jobs. I wasn't doing any of them very well at all. I've tried this diet and that diet and I've given up on all of them. I... (laughs) I've done what, I quite like the idea of this, I have thrown a whole heap of different spaghetti at the wall and I've hoped that one might stick. And when it doesn't stick, I, I simply leave the mess there and I move on to the next thing. Becoming aware of my restless saboteur and getting to know how I can manage her a little bit better has been a huge challenge. Step for me in the ability to be able to focus on one thing, to do well at one thing and actually to get to the the thing that I want, which is to do well at that one thing that I am doing. And I've seen that getting to grips with the saboteurs and getting to know them and managing them has had a huge impact on so many of my clients as well. We're not born with these saboteurs. They are cultivated by the stories that we hear as we grow up, the messages that get ingrained on our image of ourselves, as well as our perception of the world. And as we grow, our saboteurs then start to take hold of our thoughts and start to take hold of our feelings. And as a result, they start to take hold of the way that we show up in the world, the way that we behave, the way that we engage with the world, with other people, and also the way that we engage with ourselves. So Shamin suggests that after his many, many years of observation, of research, and of application of his research, that there are 10 saboteurs that we have running the show in our minds, causing us this kind of Sisyphus-like torture of just not being able to quite get to the top of the mountain, quite get to where we're trying to go. We will have a combination of these voices present for all of us, but he says that there is one main saboteur that we all have, this one saboteur that he calls the universal saboteur, and this is the judge. This is the the saboteur who is in charge of the the story of the show, and he then ropes in the other what Shamin calls the accomplice saboteurs. So, like my restless, my restless is an accomplice saboteur for my judge, and together, alongside the others that are kind of on at the top of our list. The judge and these accomplice saboteurs just watch us struggle and strive and not actually get (laughs) to the point that we really want to be. I found my judge was hard to figure out when I was looking at how I judge myself. But it was when I was looking at how I was judging others that she suddenly became very clear to me. She's pretty sneaky I really, really couldn't get a handle on her until in a visualization one day, I realized that her voice is very loud and her voice is basically saying, be more. It's not like I feel like I'm not good enough, which I think that a lot of people's judge might be saying for them. What my judge is saying to me is that what I'm doing is not enough. What I'm doing is in this job is not enough. And so my judge happily ropes in my restless and says, maybe we could do more over there or we could be more over there or we're not doing enough over here and it's getting a little bit boring. So let's go over there and we need to add more and do more and be more. And and, and so it goes on until actually I'm completely paralyzed and I end up doing nothing. And then I feed back into exactly what my judge is telling me in that I am not being or doing enough. I hope that, that you can kind of see how it's working for me. So we all have a judge. And it's an interesting process to find out what our judge is saying to us about ourselves and about other people. And then we can start to see how our judge is roping in the other nine accomplices who come alongside him or her to help basically get the dirty work done. And as I read through this list of these other nine accomplices, I want you to think about the voices in your head, the stories in your head, and see if you can recognize which might be your judge's accomplices. So the the other nine include the stickler, the pleaser, the hyperachiever, the victim, the hyperrational, the hypervigilant, the restless, the controller, and the avoider. If I use myself as an example to kind of see how these play out, I can clearly see that restless as my number one accomplice saboteur. But I also see the hyperachiever and the avoider playing a role, especially when my judge is <laughs> is out in full force and it she really needs the support of these guys. The hyperachiever comes in and says, oh, you see, you're not doing well enough here, you're not being enough here, which then causes the restless to say, okay, well, what could we do over here? And then the, the voider comes in and says, oh, but it's all a bit exhausting. And actually, I just want to kind of step out of it altogether. And, and so these, these voices, these saboteur voices are playing, playing a game with us all the time, holding us back from really pushing forward, making progress. Without going into too much detail about all the individual saboteurs, my invitation to you is to notice when you're struggling to make progress or notice when you're finding yourself really distracted. Notice when you're frustrated or uncomfortable or when there's a story, that story in your head that's sabotaging you, that's making you struggle to move forward to do the things that you want to do to be the person that you want to be there is a very simple test that you can do to find out what your top saboteurs are and I will put the link in the show notes because maybe it's hard for you to to notice them but when you do that test you can then start to to see them showing up oh there's my victim or there's my hyper-rational, or whatever it may be. You can start to notice their role in that torture of pushing that boulder up the hill, of not sticking to your new exercise regime, of not being as patient as you want to be, of not leading in the way that you want to, of, of not finding that success or that happiness in your current circumstances. As I've mentioned, we all have these voices, we all have these saboteurs, and we are all impacted by their incessant nagging, their incessant kind of banging on at us, holding us back. If you want to know more about this, if you find out your saboteurs and you want to know how you can manage them, what you can do to shift out of them, I love to coach people around their saboteurs so that they can get to know them a little bit more, they can understand a little bit more where they come from, they can see how they're impacting them and they can shift into a different space. But you don't need a coach to get started. You can start to notice them without anyone else's help. As I've said, when you find your progress impaired in some way, when you find yourself giving up or doing something you didn't want to do, when you find yourself struggling in a relationship, take up my invitation. Stop. Notice what the voices in your head are saying. What is the story you have about yourself, about your circumstances, about the other person? If needs be, do some journaling around it or send yourself a voice note. It is always so useful to get these thoughts out onto paper or in words so that you can unravel them a little bit. They're, they're much easier to unravel when they're outside of us and there's a kind of objective view on them, rather than when they're inside of us and, as I say, when they're running the show. You can read them or you can listen to them afterwards and see what they're saying. And once you start getting to know these voices, when you have the capacity to stop and to say, Ah, yes, there's my victim playing out or there's my controller telling me X, Y and Z again. Stop. And here is the incredibly simple exercise you can practice to take control, to take back the power from your saboteurs. Shift your attention away from their constant matter, from that rabbit hole that they are taking you down. Take control of the situation by turning your focus to your senses. Choose one of these senses in that moment. It might be sight, or it might be hearing, or it might be touch. And for a minute, or longer if you can, or shorter if you can't, literally focus all of your attention on that one sense. If you are looking at something, look at it with such intensity and focus that you see things that you have never seen before. If you're listening to something, listen to the sounds that are far away and then bring your attention to the sounds that are closer to you. If you are feeling something, like say you're feeling the fabric of your trousers, feel that fabric With such concentration that you can feel every single thread. Or rub your fingertips together so that you can feel each line of the print of your finger. When we do this, we are first of all taking the focus away from these voices. Instead of nodding along with them and saying, yes, 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 and agreeing, you're absolutely right, and letting them sabotage all the things that you are after, you're shifting your focus. They are now in the background. In the foreground is where you are putting your attention. And I've called this an exercise for a reason. Because when you do this, you're actually building a whole new set of muscles in your brain. The saboteur muscles we've been listening to for however many years are strong. They have, <laughs> to stick with the analogy that we use, we're using, they have been curling iron every time we have gone along with their stories. But now, every time we shift our focus, every time we take our attention away from their natter, we take that dumbbell from them and we hand it over to a wiser, more life-giving muscle of our brain. And we build that muscle up to make it stronger, to make it more dominant, to make it us more able to stick to our decisions, to stick to our resolutions, to stick to the path to success and happiness, so that when we get to the top of the hill, we can push that boulder over the top rather than seeing it roll down to the bottom again. You may or may not in this moment have an opportunity to do this with me right now, but if you do, I invite you to stop and to do this exercise. First of all, as it's New Year and we're talking about New Year's resolutions, think about a New Year's resolution or think about something that you're trying to achieve that you are challenged with or that might be challenged with in the upcoming months. Feel what it feels like to be in that challenge. Feel what it feels like exercising five days a week this year or staying focused on one task at a time or not having your work perfect before you hand it into your boss or not eating those brownies. Take a moment to think about that thing, that challenge that you really want to be able to do. And now that you have that thing, feel what it makes you feel. F- feel that kind of uh, whatever that, that challenge makes you feel. That frustration or that overwhelm or the anxiety. When you're feeling like that, shift your attention to look at something right in front of you. Put your full attention on that thing and look at it. With such intensity that you see things you have never seen before. Notice the colour. Notice the texture. Notice the shadows. What is its shape? What can you see that is new? Keep looking at that thing. We're going to do it for another 20 or so seconds. Just look at that thing and see elements of it that you have never seen before. Keep your attention on that thing that you are looking at with such intensity, such focus. And now I just want you to think about the fact that you have just done some exercise for that muscle in your brain. How do you feel right now? You've just done what Shamim calls a PQ rep, an exercise that is building the more positive muscle of your brain. You've taken the dumbbell out of the saboteur's hands and you've given it to these new muscles, giving them a chance to get a little bit stronger. So do this exercise all the time, every time you possibly can. It doesn't only need to be done when you're in the throes of (laughs) of the nattering of these saboteurs. It can be done when you're sitting on the loo, when you're driving in the car, when you're boiling the kettle. Every time you do that, you are getting these muscles stronger. You're taking the dumbbell from the saboteur and you're doing that mental gym, those PQ reps. That are going to build your positive intelligence, your ability to push that boulder all the way to the top of the hill. This is a really quick introduction to Shamin's positive intelligence. If you want to learn more about this, or if you'd like some coaching around the results of your saboteur att- assessment, if you do it, please feel free to drop me a line. My email address is in the show notes. I would love to work with you around this so that you can stick with your resolutions this year or find success and happiness in anything that you put your mind to rather than than feeling like you're pushing that boulder up a hill only to watch it roll down again and again. And here's to a fabulous 2024 of joy, of lightness, of success and of happiness for you all. It is a real honor and a privilege for me to spend this time with you sharing what I have experienced and everything that I have learned. And it can get quite lonely on the side of the mic. So if you have enjoyed this podcast or if you've found anything useful in it, I would so appreciate if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It really lets me know that I actually am making an impact, which is the best thing for me. And if you know of any other mums that you think, might like this podcast any mums who are managing it all so basically all of them please share this podcast with them so that we can build a village of happy healthy mums